0: Uh, rap fan, I like Kanye West. I've listened to all his music.
1: You know, I think he's being fake revolutionary for profit.
0: Honestly, I don't I didn't listen a lot to Kanye before, but after listening to him, I think he's
1: making a comeback. He's just sending a lot of mixed messages out there, man. Man, be the first
2: one to judge Just think his
3: movement is
1: amazing. He's just being a walking contradiction right
3: now. A walking contradiction, partly truth, partly fiction, Kanye West's ninth studio album Jesus is King is causing a lot of controversy on both sides of the debate. Religion and pop music isn't new, but Kanye's Jesus is King is the latest to stir things up in the world of rap and crossing over into mainstream pop music. Today on Context, we dig into the controversy surrounding West's new album with a group of industry and music artists and experts. Okay, let's dig into this Kanye phenomena. Three industry experts to help us. Jeff Watson, singer-songwriter-producer. His wife, Laura Watson, a screenwriter. And Farley Flex, you're known for your work as a judge on Canadian Idol, and you've been an industry analyst, backroom mover and shaker, artist yourself. What is going on with Kanye West getting Jesus?
1: Well, you know what? It seems like it's something new, but uh, Kanye, if you listen to his lyrics... Um, you know, from day zero to now in terms of his public releases or, or, um, I guess, say, professional uh, product, uh, he's always had a, a definite depth of spirituality. And, you know, he's been through, as you know, from the challenges with some mental health issues and so forth, I think he's always in search of And um, what he's done now, and from my standpoint, is just, it's starting to manifest more. You know, when a couple of years ago when he did the TMZ interview and he spoke about the need for compassion and care throughout the world, people were looking at him sideways uh, because of some of the other sort of distractions that were around. But I've never seen him as as someone who lacked, um, as I said, spirituality.
3: Okay, all right, Jeff Watson, the Sunday services are, I've never seen anything like this. Millions and millions of views on YouTube and different places. What's going on at the Sunday service? Is it really church?
4: I think it is church. I think it's, a, it's really a phenomenon. Like it's, um, it's unex- it was unexpected for me for sure. Seeing it for the first time was, uh, was an eye-opening experience. It was exciting. Um, is it church? I think it, I think it is. I think if we look at church through throughout history starting off in in Jesus's time to as it had to progress when culture progressed church had to progress and I think now we're in a in a different day and age unlike any other day and age we've ever been in and I think this is this speaks the language of today's today's youth today's younger generation um I don't see why not I think it's I think it is church. It's just... Okay. I don't know anything
3: in my 30 years on the faith beat that has gotten the many millions views and combines the art like this. And I haven't had the privilege yet of sitting through a service but it does feel absolutely 100% like God's doing a brand new thing with this. Lara, music has a, a profound impact on people. Mm-hmm. So it touches us all in different ways. What, what is your initial reaction to the album, Jesus is King by Kanye?
2: I was a little bit skeptical at first, even though I loved his old, uh, some of the faith lyrics in his old music. But when I played the first uh, service that I heard, uh, it brought me to tears at points. I felt like I was having a worship experience. I I often go to church and
3: enjoy worship and I really felt (laughs) God's presence. With a rapper taking you to church. (laughs) Okay, so Farley, it's not just the album that has people talking. Kanye has a lot of controversy around him, right? Uh, So how do you think that controversy buzz affects him, affects affects this discussion?
1: Well, I think it affects this discussion uh, and just to dovetail on, on a little bit of what Jeff said, what's happening is is, uh, there's uh, uh, an integration, if you will, of pop culture and spirituality that's happening as far as what Kanye's doing. He's a pop pop culture icon. The base of people who are uh, patronizing music, especially hip hop music and R&B music, uh, it is generally, it, it sort of transcends age, but it's also been entrenched strictly in the pop culture and the secular world. Uh, You know, church and pop culture have never been 100% integrated uh, in in the sense, in the context that Kanye's offering it in. So I think that's the reason for the heavy, heavy followership, if you will. Um, And for some people, it's fellowship. For some people, it's followership. And we we can't ignore that someone like uh, Kanye taking that step will influence individuals to look a little deeper inside themselves and find that spirituality within. Uh, what it's doing now is it's, as you said, there are millions and millions of viewers and people who are fascinated by it, people who may have had, you know, varying perspectives on Kanye originally based on, you know, incidents at the Grammys and incidents in interviews with Donald Trump, what have you. But like I said, I've always known him and understood him to be uh, someone of great, great depth. Um, he's had challenges. Uh, getting you know, getting his point across, but you know, he's obviously doing well with it now.
3: Okay, let's talk about the money, everybody, because that is always a controversy when you put faith and money together. Jeff, what about the money question here? There's, hmm. You've heard him talk about a big tax refund, and it, it, could we be getting scammed here?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really good question, and I think it's a question that's on a lot of people's minds. Um, I think I could answer and just say this. It's really, really too soon for any, for us to even, for me, myself, or anybody to really make a, a judgment on what, where the, what's going to happen with the money. I mean, if you look at biblical principles, and if he's living, if he's claiming to be a follower of Jesus and, and living by those, char, you know, those character traits and principles, being benevolent and, and you know, helping the other and giving, you know. Giving a tenth is a big part of it, so I think that's going to come in time, and we're going to have to watch to see what happens there, but is it a, you know, maybe Lark could comment a little bit more, but I think it's a, I think it's something, it's a wait and see for me. Okay, all right, Lara, what about you?
2: Well, I I think that, yeah, he's tied in a little bit to the prosperity gospel, right, because he feels if he's doing well, then God's, you know, then, he, then God's going to be blessing him financially, but... I, I think it is a wait and see, I agree with Jeff. I also know that um, we don't know what he's going to be doing with his money. We also don't know what people do with their money. I'm not sure sometimes as well
3: if it's going to pay off just going into gospel music anyways. He may <laughs> lose his secular following, Okay, but he may not. Um, um, Farley, this reminds me of when Ray Charles, that gives away my age, Ray Charles put gospel and soul together, uh, gospel and soul, and then he put it with the blues. And the church came and knocked on his door, they They burst into (laughs) bars, remember, and they they said, you can't do this, Ray Charles, to our church music. Are we just going through another cultural revolution on church music?
1: Well, I I think uh, that's a really good point, and it's a great analogy as well what we have to recognize is where, first and foremost, black music itself comes from, gospel music, uh, blues, jazz, rock and roll, for that matter. It comes from a place um, of historical, and ex- an experiential p- place, let's call it, an experiential place. So when you, that integration of sound is very, very transferable between genres. So all that hip hop, se- what hip hop kind of is separated from that, be- from a lyrical standpoint, but the, the tradition of the griots and, and orating, uh, messaging, and you know your, the, the emotion that comes out of oppression, and et cetera, et cetera, it has all been part of the, where the music was born. Um, it connects obviously back to the continental Africa, but at the end of the day, you know the lyrical there are there have been gospel-flavored hip-hop artists. You know, throughout the life of hip hop, quite frankly. And um, when Kirk Franklin started to do the things he was doing that borderlined on a secular sound, if you will, but the lyrics obviously were spiritually based. So I think, yeah, we are seeing a finally um a, a mainstream artist like Kanye who's doing it at a very high profile level as opposed to a, a rapper who starts out as a gospel artist and rises to prominence. What Kanye's done, he's kind of reverse engineered the plan and he's already acquired fame and fortune and notoriety. And now he's using that to express himself differently. Not much different, quite frankly, than Beyonce has started to do as well, by the way. So it's, you know, folks have to, I, I think just to dovetail back on the money question, I'm not sure we should be concerned about the money. I think we should be concerned about the impact of the message and those who want to absorb it and and use it as a guide or an influence into ter- in terms of their, their healthy decision making, I think that's where we should leave it. I don't think it's for us to really wonder where the money's going.
3: All right. right. Okay. Farley Flex, Jeff and Lara Watson. Thank you. Fascinating. And uh, let's just see where the message is going on the King's music. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
5: you. It is undeniable that being in the music industry these days is also about being noticed. And Instagram has really changed the accessibility that fans have with celebrity musicians. So let's look at some of those numbers. Here are the five most followed Instagram accounts, and it's not just pop stars. Soccer player Cristiano Ronaldo tops the list, 190 million followers. Coming in fifth place on Instagram only, Kanye West's wife, Kim Kardashian West. An astounding reach to their audiences there. So let's have a look at this next group. The top five artists who have more religious undertones in their music and postings. Justin Bieber, for example, 121 million followers, posts regularly things like guided prayers and gospel songs. And you'll see Kanye's followers are low because he has left the platform several times already.
1: Okay, so here's the song
3: I feel like I get to sing to Jesus.
5: So what do some of Kanye's fans think of his transformation here with us now? Possibly his number one fan, a contributor to Forbes magazine and co-host of a podcast dedicated to all things Kanye called Watching the Throne. Chris Lambert joining us from Austin, Texas. So hi, Chris. Uh, I know that you have followed very closely all the things that Kanye has done and has not done uh, for decades. Let's talk about this transformation. Do you believe it? Do you buy it?
6: I, I do believe it and I do buy it. I think you can look back to his albums over time and see him really trying to reconnect with his faith. When he first started in 2004, he had two tracks on College Dropout, Jesus Walks and Never Let Me Down, that were so uh, pro-faith and pro his Christian faith that it was really startling for a lot of people because rappers weren't really talking like that. But for years, he kind of got away from that as he explored more celebrity and ego. But once he got married and had a child, you could see him trying to get away from the ego, get away from the pull of celebrity and find a sense of peace that had been eluding him, it felt, for years. And in Jesus in 2013, then in the life of Pablo in 2016, you could see him trying to reconnect with his relationship with God. And it took until... Late 2018, start of 2019, for him to finally find that sense of connection uh, in a way that really felt transformative. And the result is Jesus is king.
5: And, you know, it's interesting. um, The album is very different from other things that he's done before. There are people, though, out there that still accuse him of having an ego the size of Texas, and they don't really buy that this is going to be a permanent Way of life for Kanye West.
6: Yes, and I think a lot of that comes from both the content in his music, which tends to be more hyperbolic and a character put on display. Um, the way that fiction and art tends to be, it's a, an overdramatization of the reality. So a lot of people see the the persona of Kanye, much less the the person behind the persona, and I think. As people interact with him or know more about the person uh, the reputation that he has from people that know him is more of a calmer uh, being somebody that is more thoughtful more about arts more about learning and people and spirits so I think that really does speak to the difference between the idea that we have of an artist versus the reality of the artist though he still does have an ego that can't be put aside. But uh, I do think that there's more to understand about him than maybe what some people have known up to this point, just from headlines or certain song lyrics.
5: Most of the tracks on Jesus is King, I think nine out of 11 at this point are making the Billboard 200 chart. So what is clicking with listeners?
6: Uh, One, the production's very interesting, and especially for a gospel album, I've heard from a lot of uh, people of faith uh, that said that they really want to love gospel music, but it doesn't always draw them in in the way that mainstream music does. So to have an album that mixes that mainstream sensibility that Kanye has with uh, the pro-faith message that the album has is something that a lot of people, I feel, have been waiting for and wanting to have. Plus, Kanye's journey as somebody that was a little bit lost for a while and really reconnecting with his faith, I feel that that's something that a lot of people uh, can resonate with or have been dealing with in their own lives is questioning, can I come back to my spirituality or feeling that they've lagged and a little uncertain about how they should go about it and to see Kanye be so unabashedly excited to reconnect with his faith and kind of inspire people to do the same. I think both of those things have really caused people to listen to the album.
5: Okay, I have a two-word question for you and a very short answer. Favorite song.
6: Ooh, uh, Use This Gospel.
5: You did both beautifully. That was a what? Three three-word answer. Well done. What a pleasure to meet you and to speak <laughs> with you. Thank you, Chris Lambert of the podcast Watching the Throne. We hope that you'll get to meet Kanye someday soon. I know that's on your bucket list. Thanks a lot for joining us from Austin, Texas.
6: Thank you very much. Mm
5: -hmm. Well, coming up from the ancient lands of the Middle East to black gospel, dueling banjos and bluegrass in North America, music and religion have always gone hand in hand. We look at the history of these everlasting genres. Plus, Kanye's album rises in the top 200 billboard charts. We ask a professor of music why millions of people are embracing Jesus is King. That's just ahead.
2: There's a story.
3: Rapper, music producer, and now evangelist. Well, Kanye West's music has hit the Billboard music charts. His songs are resonating especially with youth. Misha Watson, host of Hey Misha, Micah Van Dyke, a band manager and a critic, music critic yourself, both of you here to help us understand, Misha. What do you think of the album "Jesus Is King"?
2: I love it. It's <laughs> awesome. It reminds me of "Jesus Walks" when he had that hit back in the day about Jesus. I was like, this is him coming back into
3: his own, having a new revelation. I'm so excited for it. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. You gotta love. You gotta love hip hop, right? Yes. You gotta I love, love hip hop. Okay. It's not. And gospel. Okay. And gospel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Micah, tell us about the style of this album.
0: Uh, Yeah, it seems to be uh, very different than his uh, past couple albums. Uh, Definitely more gospel influence Mm -hmm. uh, to it. Um, And uh, some big things sticking out is that there's uh, no profanity on it um, and very much overtly about Jesus.
3: Okay, so for a rapper of his stature, Kanye West, to have no profanity on an album Mm -hmm. and nine out of 11 of the songs on Jesus is King, are making billboard ratings. Yeah, How significant is that? No profanity, Misha.
2: Yeah, it's huge. I mean, uh, all the time kids are getting all these things on, on all the streaming platforms and we're nervous because explicit songs come up all the time, but this is one we can let them listen to and just enjoy and it's all about
3: Jesus. So good. <laughs> okay, so um, Micah, help us interpret, uh, how should we interpret this then? How is this, it, it's, it's great it sounds like.
0: Uh, I think it's great. I think time will tell to see, I think there's a lot of initial interest in this uh, album from both Christians and non-Christians, just because who Kanye is. Uh, We'll have to see uh, if this sticks around, if people keep listening to it in a month or two.
3: Okay, so um, Misha, should young people be looking to people like uh, these new faith voices, Mm -hmm. Justin Bieber, Kanye West, Beyonce, for help on their spiritual journey?
2: I never say go to a celebrity to uh, allow your kids to make a celebrity a role model. Never do that. However, I do say that they can listen to the music and enjoy and be excited about the revelations that they're having and saying that they've been having difficulties and now they're excelling and they're, they just got to meet who Jesus was. That's what we should be pushing for with the children, that you can go through a hard time, meet Jesus, and then your life can take off in a whole new way.
3: Okay, so you never recommend a celebrity as a fo- someone to follow. Micah, what do you think about the fact that we are so infatuated by the whole celebrity culture it's crazy uh,
0: i think i'd agree with misha that uh it is something that i don't find very helpful for for um youth to be obsessed with i think uh, more important is definitely the song and how the song is uh, impacting uh who they are and and uh their identity and their faith as well so yeah i don't think this ce- um focusing on the celebrity Mm-hmm. Aspect is healthy for okay. students
3: and now help us understand though. How critical is music to spiritual formation? Micah,
0: uh, I think it's super critical. I think it's a great way to connect uh, with God It's a great way to understand who we are uh, and even understand other people's perspective uh, Around us those are the positives and then there's definitely some negatives too, where it can actually distort uh, the truth we see um, cause us to be unhappy and even um, yeah maybe impact the behaviors that we have
3: okay and uh, one of the negatives that's going out there is Misha is this is all about money so now you've got great artists making money off of gospel Mm -hmm. is that a problem
2: not at all Um, I think that uh, any Christian artist is making some money to be able to survive on I understand that Connie has made a lot of money but he speaks about tithing in his music So at the end of the day, I'm like, you're making a lot of money off of it, but you you understand the biblical principle that whatever you receive, 10% goes away. So I'm like, yeah, that's okay. okay with
3: Misha. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So some parents may be wondering, how do I navigate through all of this? Uh, Micah, Misha, what's your advice for us as parents? They need to listen to it. Okay. The whole thing. Okay, even though they're not hip hop fans. It's yeah. just a totally different style for those of us who've never been on hip hop.
2: they should listen okay, to it. Listen it's to a it. lot okay. of gospel, it's a lot of hallelujahs. It's really, really good. I read the lyrics a lot about his testimony. It's, it actually will help you communicate with your kids about music.
3: Okay, Micah, advice for parents? I
0: definitely agree, listen to it and ask a lot of questions uh, to your kids. Help, uh, have them help you understand the music uh, and through those questions, I think really good conversations can mm. can come out of that.
3: All right, Misha Watson, Micah Van Dyke, thank you both for joining us with your important views. Thank you.
0: Not my type of music, but I respect him for just doing what he believes.
6: I'm like agnostic, but uh, I like seeing people use different influences to create music. It definitely brings out uh, a different, like it brings out originality
5: Picture this, a little girl in Japan who loves Kanye West hears for the first time in her life the name Jesus. She wonders, who is that? And a seed begins to grow. The vessels through which God works are mysterious and different. One of those ways is music. And to help us understand more in depth, all of this, Melissa Davis, a professor of music at Tyndale University College. and. Curtis Hines, a pastor from Catch the Fire in Toronto. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. So music and ministry, how do they come together and where does Kanye West, for
2: instance, fit into all of this? Well, I think in discerning the music for the church, worship leaders need to be concerned with, is the music theologically sound? Um, That's one of the primary concerns. Is it edifying for the body of Christ? And if those things are the primary criteria, then we can start to decide, does God want us to use this music within our church congregation?
5: And Curtis, when it became widely known that Kanye West had found God and had made this a big part of his life, in fact, it seems to be the biggest part of his life, yeah. what, what does that mean to the people in congregations around the world?
7: Well, it, it depends, right? For some people, it's a resounding, we got another one that belongs to us. Um, for some people it's, oh, wait a minute, is he using this for, you know, for some ulterior motive? Um, so I think it's mixed really, to be honest. And, and I think our response needs to be, hey, listen, somebody is actually lifting the name of Jesus and I can't judge whether or not it's, it's genuine or if it's, if it's, if it's fake. I mean, I, I really can't judge that but he's lifting the name of Jesus. And uh, I think we should be somewhat pleased by that. Uh, so so that's, that's sort of how I think of it.
5: And Melissa, when we talk about choosing music and looking at it and, and examining it and making sure it is appropriate, when you see a celebrity like Kanye West, or you think of someone like Justin Bieber, who've made it very clear that they are now in the hands of God and they are happy to pronounce that to the world, does it muddy the waters when it comes to understanding the role of music in,
2: in our churches? Well, that's a good question because I think, as you said, God works in mysterious ways and we can't assume that we know the heart of the people that are moved and changed by God. So we have to allow God to do that work. And also to know that we can't be choosing our music based on fad or culture, but primarily does this edify the body? Does this glorify God? And those are our primary concerns.
5: And Curtis, let's, Explore this does someone like Kanye West who has shaped pop culture. Is he now? Shaping our religious paths. Oh
7: my gosh. What a great question. You know what? I think it's it's going to be it's going to be left to be seen Whether or not he he will because he's not the first Uh, He's not the first popular, you know as it were worldly artist who's claimed uh, faith Uh, so so I, I we're gonna have to wait and see.
5: That's probably the best way to put it, and we have to say goodbye. Melissa and Curtis, thank you so much for joining us on Context Beyond the Headlines.
3: Well, after 30 years of tracking the God stories, I can tell you this, God is always doing new things in new ways with new people. And yes, we have the tape to prove it. So today we brought you the new in Kanye. Millions tuning in for Christian connection from the world's most famous rapper, Kanye, the party man now says, I like being home with my family as much as possible. We'll eat dinner, play with the kids. He's got four of them. We'll put them to bed. My wife watches Datelines. I read the Bible. Well, all eyes are on Kanye for a changed life. Check out his interview that I've posted on my Twitter account, his interview with James Corden where he says, I feel like God is using me, using the choir, using my family to show off, to show off God. Well here's another thing I do know. God. Always likes being public. God's news is good news. And if God can find a great rapper that has the world's attention to use as a megaphone for the good news of God, it's going to happen. So let's keep watching Kanye West. Tune in to Sunday services, and you can find lots of great links on this at our website. Thanks for watching. I'm Lorna Duick. See us again next week.